0: Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It was just the
1: most massive thing I've ever seen. I could tell you the honest truth. I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. It missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know, you feel like you're being followed but you
0: don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out tree. All we get is a red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out.
1: Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight, I'm joined by MG Stevens, and she is the author of a book and also does the Man Chronicles, which, to me, I think that's the coolest name for a podcast of all time. So, um, MG, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: No, it's really cool to have you on. Your email hooked me. It was incredible. So, um, you've had <laughs> <laughs> you've had quite an amazing life, and um, I just had to get you on the, on the podcast, because there's a couple of really interesting points to... I guess your story, but let's start where it all began for you because I really don't want to take the the shine off it because I think it is some valuable discussion to have later on, but where where did your fascination with the the weird and the the wonderful kind of start?
0: Oh lord. Um I was born into it. Um I I grew up in the south in America and I um, am a neurodivergent, which means I am autistic and I have ADHD and dyspraxia. And interestingly, um, in my research, uh, not all, but a lot of neurodivergent people are very highly sensitive to the paranormal, Um, whether it be, you know, we're we're psychic, for lack of a better word, or sensitive or intuitive or... um, or uh, you know, we just have a, a very interesting paranormal encounters. Um, I was talking to Kathleen Martin. I had her on my own podcast, and she uh, she was running off a bunch of facts and figures about UFO encounters. You know, like it, you know, so such you know, so like so many percentage of you know males or uh, this race or this blah blah blah. This you know have. You have uh, UFO encounters, and I said, you know, let me ask you something. How about neuro, neurodivergent people? How many neurodivergent people uh, in your studies? Because she's a researcher, and she's an amazing researcher. And I said, how many people who are neurodivergent have had UFO encounters? According to you know, you, what what is the percentage in your research? And she said, oh, it's a good eighty six percent. So, there's something with neurodivergent folks like me that tend to be more sensitive to the paranormal. And, like I said, not all of us, but a lot of us. And so, it started very, very early with me. And my mother uh, is also neurodivergent. She's also autistic with ADHD. And she had um, a whole lifetime of encounters as well. And I, I highlight some of that in my book. Um, and for me, it started when I was a baby. I mean, I was just, I mean, I was, I don't know exactly how old I was, but I was old enough to stand up in the crib. <laughs> so I was uh, one night I'm in the half light of my room and I'm standing there in the, you know, with my, you know, I'm standing up in the crib and I'm startled by something. And I happen to look up and I see something floating above me, but yet I am what I I am the thing floating because I can actually see me and the whole scene below me. So for some reason, I split into two and uh, and I didn't I wasn't asleep. I wasn't dead. I, I don't know how I split, but I split into two and I was able to look above me and see me, but I was able to look down and see me in the crib. So this was the first time that I can ever remember something like this happening. And and, uh, about a year or so later, it happened again. Um, It was Easter. And I remember being in my little purple Easter dress on my little tricycle. And I was real cranky. I probably needed a good nap. And uh, my, my mom and my sibling, they were trying to get me to, like, you know, hunt for eggs. And I just was crying and nasty and, you know, probably just needed a really good nap. I was probably really tired. Anyway, um, I remember, again, being on my little tricycle in the front yard and looking up at something and being startled and pointing at it. And then yet I was the thing looking down at the whole scene. So this was the only time that I remember this. uh, These two times were the only times that this ever happened. And it was quite terrifying. Um, So I don't really know. What this was about, I don't. I still to this day. I uh, talked to Paul Eno, who is a paranormal pioneer. He's seen it all. He's worked with the Warrens and whatnot. And I talked to him. I said, "What the heck was that?" And he said, "Well, I don't really know." <laughs> he said, "It could be that uh, in the multiverse, you you have a shifting identity point, and you uh, your person split into two and." that's all he pretty much gave me and i'm like okay that's that's something it's a, it's a, it's something i don't really know what it is but it's something so anyway i um
1: that kind of sounds like you're astral projecting
0: yeah exactly but I, I don't know enough about that to to really um say that it was that or wasn't that i don't know um i just know that it it happened and i was i was just a baby i wasn't even trying you know
1: how old were you do you think
0: well, I don't know. I mean, I was old enough to stand up in a crib, so I guess maybe two.
1: Yeah, you probably are younger. Two or three, if you're standing. That's um. You have
0: kids, right? Yeah, so,
1: yeah. Uh, what so. one of them is sleeping like in the room next to the studio? So if you hear her crying, that will be maybe her astral projecting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I mean, you're you're your are I mean, you know, how old are they? I don't know, I don't have children, so I don't know um how old when they get when they can stand up in the crib and hold on to the side. But that's that's how old I was Yeah.
1: It it would be between that one and two years old uh kind of age. And I think it's amazing that you have the the ability to kind of recollect that whole I guess situation that that happened. Um, because I tell you what, I can barely remember what happened to me a year ago, let alone what happened when I was two or you know, even younger than that. So that's an amazing recollection that you have there. Um but one question I do have for you, and, and this might be impossible to answer considering the age that you were, but it almost sounds like you were doing this while still having your a conscious Understanding of what you were needing to do in the the current real world.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I, 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 the reason I remember it because it was so weird and it burned itself. These two experiences burned themselves into my memory. I did kind of, you know, through the years, I did kind of, sort of, you know, forget it, and it wasn't as strong of a memory and then when I started to write the book I started to think back to that time and you know when you, when you sit down and you really start to think you have a good think about it it was like oh my gosh that really happened you know and and I then I remember the second thing I said that happened again too oh my gosh yes and it was just it was so weird how Uh, You know, I kind of, I I had a vague, you know, I remembered it, but it was just kind of like, and then when I started to really remember, I started to remember all the things that I saw in the room. And it was interesting because I was just a baby and why would I know, uh, like I had um, a diaper pail, you know, bin, diaper bin that you, you know, you put the dirty diapers in. And I remember exactly what that looked like. I remember what the, the, we had garish, uh, hideous looking 70s wallpaper and, uh, you know, orange carpeting, shack carpeting and all that stuff. And I remember I told my mom what my nursery looked like when I got a little bit older and I could talk to her. I said, Mom, did my nursery look like this? And did my diaper pail look like this? And she said, Yeah, how did you know that you were just a baby? And I said, I saw it. I saw it one night. I, I split. I kind of in my own word, board, you know, my Words, the words of a little kid. I was like, I, I saw it. I had some sort of weird experience where I was, I could see everything in my room. Um, so she was just shocked, you know. She was just like, "Oh my god!" And I remembered the, the Easter, the Easter event. I remembered um, different things about that, and she couldn't, she couldn't believe that either. She was like, "Oh my god, you were so young. How do you remember that?" I said, "Mom, I, I saw, I saw it from a completely different angle." You know. So I don't know. It was so weird.
1: Yeah, it's mind-bending, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of disturbing because it's like I, I'm I'm kind of half fascinated and half terrified, and I'm like, is this going to happen again? You know, and i've I've had uh, I've had another weird experience that I didn't put in the book, but I had uh, some really bad neighbors a few years back, and you know, um, we were dealing with that. They were just you know narcissistic, terrible neighbors, and I remember. Um, I went to bed one night just kind of like thinking about them and how much they were, just how terrible they were. And I had a horrible dream about one of them. And then the next day, um, one of them said, you were over here last night. And I said, what are you talking about? And they said, you were over here last night. I I know you were. I, I felt your presence. And I was just like, "Whoa, okay." So that was kind of a weird thing where, you know, I I literally had a dream about them yelling at me, and yet they they told me the next day that I my spirit or whatever was over there. So
1: wow, that is <laughs> <laughs> those are neighbors from hell.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taco yeah, yeah. Tell me it's it, it, they were they were the worst, and um, they're, they've moved out, thank God, since then. But um. Yeah, they uh, they literally picked like they they felt my presence and I guess it's at some point can they say I mean they don't they say that when you go to sleep you do extra project you don't really realize it so I think we maybe we're all doing that maybe I don't know
1: I like to think so I like to think I have some really cool abilities in my dream state that I don't have here because I live a pretty vanilla life to be honest and uh tell you what my dreams go crazy <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have crazy dreams too. You know, think it's it sometimes people say, "Oh, I've got such a vanilla life." You know, be thankful for that vanilla life because I have had anything but. <laughs> and you uh you're going to want to have that vanilla life sometimes because I mean, I, I, during my years, you know, these last 45 years, I have wished for a vanilla life. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> well, let's dive into your uh your your very interesting life because you say that you've had a ufo encounter and i love ufo stories so can you tell me about yours and now a quick word from our sponsor
0: one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes
1: nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt
0: until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
1: Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month.
0: Yeah, my mom actually had one. Um, she was actually abducted in the 60s. And then later in the 90s, I had one. Um, I was wide awake though. And I was... 18, oh, 1995, about eighteen years old. And I remember I was um my mother and our roommate, flatmate at that time, they were going to this home church and I hated this thing. Oh my god, I hated this I it wasn't I wasn't big I wasn't a religious person, didn't like church, wasn't really into it and ugh. Uh, you know, it's just kind of like I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired, and my mom was like, "Okay, cool, don't worry about it." So she's like, "Well, stay out here, you know, if you want, or come inside. I don't care." But she said, "You know, if, if things get weird, I remember her telling me, you know, if you get weirded out, come in." Because I was outside, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever." So <clears throat> I'm sitting outside. It's nighttime. It's dark, but there's like it's it's a neighborhood, so there's like little lampposts everywhere, but. They don't really help you to see anything. They're just kind of like blinding you. So they're not really helping very much. But I'm standing at the bank of this um, pond. And if you're in the South, in America, you'll know that when those toads start croaking, you can't hear anything else. It's just deafening. And plus there's other ambient sounds, you know, you'll hear dogs barking and planes and people talking and cars and TVs and blah 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 so I remember being you know standing out there at this pond thinking what am I gonna do for the next four hours I was just like oh geez and I remember standing there trying to distract myself and you know <clears throat> I remember all of a sudden looking up at the sky because I started to feel kind of weird sort feel kind of anxious but i had anxiety attacks at that time you know so i was like okay maybe i'm just making myself anxious and i remember looking up at the sky and the sky looked funny it looked there, where i lived in the south there was there was always a you know the moon was always out or it was always there's always stars or there was always clouds something but the 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 sky looked like felt it looked like an inky black it looked weird. And I'm just like, I couldn't see anything. It just, there was nothing. And I thought that sky looks really weird. As soon as I noticed this, I got the weirdest, creepiest, most terrifying feeling where it would just, I'm not kidding you. It, it felt like danger, terror, run. Oh my God, something's after you. And I remember I kept getting a rush of this. And I went, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I looked around thinking there was going to be, like, like I was picking up on a person or something going to jump out at me. And I felt like I was being stalked. And I was like, what the heck is that? And I would calm myself down from that feeling. And and I was like, okay, okay, calm down, calm down. And I noticed that all of a sudden there was no sound. There was no sound. The toes stopped croaking. No crickets. No crickets. No car sound, no people, no no nothing. It was like someone muted the planet. I'm thinking, what the hell is going on here? I, I mean I've never had this experience before. Everything was silent. If I felt like I like uh, I talked to Terry Lovelace, he was my first guest on my podcast. And he said, Is it, it, it sounds kind of like a uh, kind of like like you're in a sound booth because it's it's more than quiet. And I said, Yes, yes, yeah, that's it. And I remember I was just like getting into the rush of that terror feeling. And I'm looking all around going, what the hell is going on here? And all of a sudden over to my right, quite low in the sky, I see this strip of clouds that I, I didn't see before. I'm like, what is that? And all of a sudden I see these lights that look kind of like spotlights. There's three of them. And they're moving in this very, very intricate, silent no sound uh, formation. It, it was like a figure eight formation, but there was three of them. So it was like, but it, it was, it was flawless. There was no way that this could be drones or planes or helicopters. Cause I started debunking it. Like the minute it happened, I'm looking at it going, what the hell? And my, whenever we would see in my crappy little Southern town, you know, my mom, whenever we would see spotlights, we my mom would always say, Oh, a car dealership's having a sale. So, <laughs> I was like, oh, car dealership's having a sale. And I dismissed it. And I looked because I got another one of those terrifying, rushed, you know, stock feelings. I turned in my head. And all of a sudden, I heard in my head, not my voice, not my my thought. I heard in my head, look at the lights again. Like it wanted to be noticed. And my head swiveled really slowly. And I looked at those lights, and I could see that there was no sound, that there, they weren't the, – the beams weren't – like, when you see spotlights from the ground, the beams hit the clouds, and you could see the reflection. Well, these beams were – these these lights were inside the clouds. There were no beams. And I'm debunking this, you know, in my head, like, a split seconds, you know, just like, oh, my God, so it's not this, it's not that. And I'm looking at these lights, and these things are so – right and they're so they're silent and they they're 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 moving in such a fluid fashion there's no way this could be anything else and I, I was just freaking out I'm standing there looking at this thing and I for some reason had a direct connection with this thing whatever it was things thing I don't know and I remember looking up at this thing and going what is that? And I remember it, it literally um, it literally said, because I, I, felt, I felt like deep in my chest, this thing is not supposed to be there and it, it knows it. It's like, you know, when someone's violating your space and they know it, it was that kind of feeling. It was like, this thing is not supposed to be here. You know, it, it knows it's not supposed to be here. And it was kind of thumbing its nose at me. It was almost like a taunty thing because next thing I, I heard in my head, again, not my thought we're not supposed to be here and we know, you know, it. And I went, Whoa. And I, as soon as I went like, what the hell, it stopped the, the, the weird sort of intricate figure eight formation. It stopped right where it was. And then it just started going around in a circle. Like it just was like, na, 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 na. What are you going to do? And I was just, I was looking at this light going, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this. And I got mad because it was almost like it was taunting me. It was like a, like a like a kid on a playground, you know. It was taunting me. And I thought, oh, no, you don't. And I guess I'm Southern and feisty enough to where I was like, oh, no, you don't. And, you know, I'm not, like I said, I wasn't a religious person. But, um, you know, in the, the world that I grew up in, if you want something bad to go away, you say, in the name of Jesus, get out of here, you know. And so that's what I did. And I, the angrier, I screamed at this thing, not kidding you. And the angrier I got, the faster these lights were spinning in a perfect circle. You know, they just started spinning, spinning, spinning. And I was like, you're not supposed to be here. And you better get out of here right now. In Jesus, name, blah, blah, blah. And I started <laughs> screaming at this thing. And it, it, the, the angrier I got, the louder it got, the faster it got. Like it was connected to my emotions. It was so weird. And this thing went and flew away off to the right out of these clouds that if I had blinked, if my eyes weren't peeled, I would have missed it. It was that fast. And so I ran my butt back into that house and I was like, oh, my God. And so I ran in and I found the the, the, the sort of like most further furthest point away from everybody, which was like the stairwell. And my mother saw me and she, you know, my mom knew, I guess I look white as a sheet, maybe, but um, I ran in and I sat down on these steps and I'm just hugging my knees going, what the hell did I just see? And my mom saw me comes around the corner and she said, what's wrong with you? And I said, mom, I saw something. I saw something. And she said, okay, okay. She said, look, don't, don't say anything here. She said, we'll talk about it when we get home so um after the meeting we went home and we only had like five minutes to go because we just lived across the street you know so we didn't have far to go and we got home And my mom was like what the hell happened to you and i said mom i saw something and because she had her own encounter she um she said okay i believe you and um our flatmate at that time he um He believed in UFOs. So he was like, wow, oh, my God, you know, this is insane. I said, yeah, I know. And so my mom told me, she said, look, you know, the kind of religious people we hang around, don't be telling nobody this because they're they're not going to understand and they're going to think you brought the devil or something crazy. So don't say nothing to them. And I said, "Okay," and I didn't have no one to tell anyways. I was kind of, you know, just, you know, I lived kind of a solitary life, you know, in a way. So I didn't really, you know, have a lot of friends at that time. And I didn't really say anything to anybody. I didn't want to tell anyway. So I never said anything. I just kept to myself. And so for that week, I was terrified to go outside. And um, the next Saturday was the next meeting. And I wasn't about to stay outside. I'm like, I don't want to go to this meeting, but I don't want to stay out here either. So I, I went to the meeting and I sat there and I sulked And I didn't want to be there. But interesting In walked the parents of my ex boyfriend, who I just did not want to look at. You know, I didn't want to deal with them. They were mad at me because I dumped their stupid kid, and they, you know, and uh, so they were they were they weren't too happy with me, and I wasn't happy with them because you know they didn't quite tell me that he was not mentally well. So yeah, there was there was a thing there. So anyway, I I um. I didn't want to see them. I was like, Oh, crap. So I looked the other way, but I couldn't help but notice that they acted like a couple of scared monkeys uh, clinging to each other. They had a look of complete terror on their face. And they were very, very quiet, which is unlike them. Normally, the husband was really loud. You know, he was like, "Hey, everybody, you know, And we were like, okay. Yeah. Hi. You know, he was always so loud and obnoxious and just kind of like had to be the center of attention. They both walked in, like they had seen a ghost and everybody noticed it. This was a complete departure of how they normally were. And they sat down on this little love seat sofa thing. And I couldn't help, but just, I couldn't stop looking at them. What the hell is going on with these people? And everyone else noticed it too. It was crazy. So we're all looking at them. And literally for four hours, the whole meeting, they didn't say anything. They just sat there um, and just clung to each other. And finally, people just couldn't take it anymore. So they were just like, they sent someone over. They said, hey, are you guys okay? Do you need prayer or something? (laughs) And they looked up at everyone with the most terrified look on their faces. And they were like, we saw something, we saw something, we saw something, we saw something. And they were stuck in this like trauma loop and they couldn't stop saying it. They were like, we saw something, we saw something, we saw something. And finally someone managed to pull out of them that what they saw was the week previous when I, the night that I had seen the lights and them out, <laughs> they drove home and they said they had this little tiny pickup truck, you know. And they said that as they were driving home, and this is what I don't understand because they lived in a very heavily residential populated area. This was suburban, you know, area. This, this was not out in the sticks, you know, not out in the boonies. And they said that they were driving home and they said something very heavy and metallic landed on the roof of their truck with a big clang. And they said it sounded like a heavy metal trash can that landed on the roof of their truck. They can't see it, but they felt it and they heard it. And they said for the next half mile or so, this thing tried to pick up their truck and kidnap them. And they said the front of their truck was being lifted up. And, you know, and I know these people, they were extremely religious. They did not believe in UFOs, none of that stuff. And they... Literally, were praying like I was, you know, like I did. They prayed and prayed and prayed. Finally, this thing unlatched them and flew off. I guess left them. But this was enough of an encounter to absolutely terrify these two people. And um, I lost contact after that with them. I was kind of glad, <laughs> but um, they they acted like their whole entire world was turned upside down.
1: Yeah, it's, and yeah, it's a real. Kind of paradigm breaking event, especially to those of uh, particular faiths and mm-hmm. very, very heavily involved in those faiths that anything kind of outside of the of that that box is mm-hmm. kind of sacrilegious it completely breaks all the rules, and I guess it really does change everything that they believe in if they encounter something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 always give a side note that I, I knew these people well, cause I dated their stupid kid. And I remember, um, I was, um, I had been over to their house several times and these people were so incredibly religious that they didn't let anything but the Bible in their house. You weren't allowed to bring a magazine. You weren't allowed to bring a newspaper. Um, they had nothing but Christian programming on a TV. There was no news, there was no nothing. These people were hyper religious, you know the Shiite Christians you know they were um, they were um, they were just absolutely religious. there was absolutely no talk of UFOs. all of that was of the devil. And so for them to have this very very close encounter um, what completely shook up everything that they had believed in and that's that's the that that was the look on their face when um i saw them was that everything that they thought was you know true has now been thrown up to the wind and they don't know what to believe you know that 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 was the that was the look of sheer terror on their face they were like what the hell <laughs> you know
1: it's it's crazy you know and the the thing with these types of encounters i say this to a lot of people because a lot of people just seem to think that UFO encounters and Yowie encounters, or where you're from, Sasquatch encounters, kind of happen to you know crazy people or you know people on drugs or things like that. Mm-hmm. But this is a great example of you know these these types of encounters. They do not care who it happens to. There's there's mm-hmm. no discrimination when it comes to a UFO encounter. It, it's if you if you're on the I guess on the path. For a UFO encounter is gonna happen to you regardless whether you believe in them or not.
0: Oh yeah. I mean I I, I this this UFO encounter, I mean, I've I've heard a lot of UFO encounters. I talk to people with these encounters, but it almost had the feel that they were being naughty. It almost had the feel like you know how when teenagers get to a certain age and they can take the car out and they start looking for trouble, you know? And it kind of had that feeling like whatever these things were, they they, they got the, they got the keys from their dad and they were like, "Hey, let's go look for some <laughs> earthlings." And uh, I swear to God that's how it felt because they were like, you know, come they, they literally came at us like with this, like, sort of newbie uh, energy of like, hey, Oba, look at me, look at me. You know, and it was just like it was like the funniest thing. I look back now, I mean, it was terrifying then, but I look back now and laugh because it was like the energy of it was like, are you guys noobs? Like, well, really, like, how do you know? Like, they didn't even know what they were doing. That's what it felt like. It, it felt it was really silly, and, and it was it was kind of it's comical now that I can look back at it, like, really. You know, it just—it had that feel of like a like a like a like like kids, you know, getting into trouble. And it—I it, always tell people like there's that viral video of that dumb guy dancing in front of the buffalo, and then the buffalo takes off after him, and he starts running away. And that's kind of the feeling it was when they came at me. Um, I was the buffalo, I guess, and so I started screaming. out there, like, you know and they took off and i swear they they i don't know they must have put me on some sort of intergalactic do not call list because i've never had an encounter since yeah right so i must have scared them <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is fascinating because there's the the whole phenomenon of the world kind of just going completely silent which i hear a lot in in ufo encounters and i don't know what that is i don't know if that's some type of uh kind of effect from these these crafts i don't know if it's the the human body kind of just being so hyper focused on this incredibly weird thing that's going on in front of you that all your senses kind of just fall off everything else or if it's if there's something else to it like it's it's very very interesting
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, that is a one sort of main feature of a lot of you, like like many UFO encounters, is that weird sort of sensory deprivation almost feeling where it feels like, you know, your ears shut down or like everything, like all the sound shuts down. And it's weird because even, because even you talk to Terry Lovelace and other folks, you know, they'll tell you they'll be outside and it's like the crickets stop chirping. And the toads stop croaking and the flies stop buzzing and the, the, you know, everything stops. And I don't know if it's some sort of energy that these things project. Maybe it's, it's enough to kind of disrupt some sort of, um, I don't know, some sort of resonance or something. I don't know. Maybe it's enough to just kind of like send, because, because you know, I mean, I, I sense this thing that those rushes, those, those terrifying feelings, that was the UFO and I was feeling it and I don't know why I was feeling it, but I sensed this thing coming and um, it, it spotted me. I mean, this thing saw me and it was like, Oh, Hey, here's an earthling. Let's torture it. You know what I mean? And, and that, <laughs> that, you know, this thing had me in its sights. And so um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, there's, there's something to, to the, the, the energy of these things that, You can sense them coming and maybe other like bugs, animals can sense them coming as well. Because um, I've I've heard of other people's encounters where they said their their cat started to freak out or their dog started to bark, you know, right before the encounter. So, um, who knows, maybe animals can sense them.
1: Maybe. And I always have this this weird thought when it comes to the whole no sound thing, because um, I'm sure you're well aware of who Bob Lazar is and and things like that. Mm -hmm. But there's this kind of theory that they use uh, gravity to kind of move themselves around. And I wonder if they, they are producing enough gravity to essentially stop time. So, if you're stopping time, you're stopping all sound, you're stopping everything like that. And if you're caught within that little, let's say, bubble of gravity, you're feeling the effects from that ship. So, maybe they're not actually stopping the sound or there's no sensory deprivation. It's You're just caught in the essentially the, the atmosphere conditions of that UFO. And the potentially the rest of the world around you has just stopped because... Yeah. When it comes to to gravity, it goes very much hand in hand with time, and who knows these things could just be stopping time for that tiny fraction that your your involvement is there with them
0: yeah i mean i I've heard of encounters where people um literally uh felt like time had stopped like everything um, in their world like they 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 saw some bright lights. They went downstairs and their dog was at the front door and like their dog was barking and then it just stopped mid-bark and just froze. Um, oh, that's creepy. Or, yeah. And, and, and cars on a highway, like literally everything just stopped and then these people were abducted and then they were set back down. Um, so I, I definitely believe that there's some sort of uh, manipulation of time, you know.
1: I love the, the whole thing. I love every theory when it comes to UFOs because I feel like there's <laughs> there's not a right or a wrong one at the end of the day. And it's the most fun thing to to speculate about because I guess people in, in, in our positions, you know, we get to talk to the most interesting people basically every day of our lives who have had the most legitimately out-of-these-world encounters. And uh, mm-hmm. it is just so great how close or how different they can be because – there's there's this saying the the more I know or the more I learn the less I know and mm-hmm. that happens to me every time I talk to someone on this podcast it, every time my every episode my mind is blown in one way or another
0: yeah mine too um, you know I've I've interviewed a handful of people um, and every time or, or and even not interviewing just talking to people or even just listening you know to your podcast. Um, I, I learned something new each and every time and learned that no uh you know there's a lot of similarities with these UFO uh, abductions and encounters um, like my mother's you know she had a lot of similarities but then um there are times when you learn something new that not all of them are hundred percent alike you know
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely well, Angie, you have been an incredibly interesting person, and I know we've really only scratched the surface for, I guess, all the weird stuff that's kind of gone on in your life. But luckily, like you said, you have kind of created a book about all of this. So before I kind of let you go, I want you to give yourself a really, really good plug and let people know where they can buy your book, uh, where they can listen to your podcast and kind of just learn a little bit more about Angie Stevens as a person.
0: Well, um, so I, um, I have my own podcast called the Boogeyman Chronicles and I kind of had to put it on hold for a little bit cause I had surgery and, and whatnot, whatnot, I had to get, you know, I had to get better, um, recover and stuff like that. So my podcast is, uh, the Boogeyman Chronicles. It's on YouTube and, um, we've interviewed some really amazing people with lots of really great stories And then, you know, I started to realize that, um, most, you know, a lot of people out there because I stayed so private all these years, nobody really knows my story and no one knows really the, you know, the 40 plus years of paranormal encounters that I've had. I mean, I've, I've literally faced off with demons and ghosts and all kinds of stuff. And, and I, you know, I've had a really weird out of body dream, um, it's just, you know, I've, I've, it's ran the gamut. It's never really stopped for 40 years. I've had nothing but experiences and it wasn't a particular house. It wasn't a particular place. It was me, you know, uh, being neurodivergent. I think I just attracted these things or I just happened to be, you know, picking up on them. Um, so I wrote a book called the boogeyman chronicles because that was kind of the perfect name for it. Um, to me, the Boogeyman encapsulates like anything scary. So it could be UFOs, ghosts, shadow people, what have you. And I kind of had all of that in my life. I had an apartment in L.A. that was haunted, um, just all kinds of stuff. So um, the book can be found at um, on Amazon if you just type in Boogeyman Chronicles, M.G. Stevens, and um, you can get the book there. Um, I do recommend not reading it at night before you go to bed because <laughs> a lot of people told me like, oh, I thought I was gonna you know just sit back and read your book a little bit before I went to bed, and I ended up not being able to sleep. <laughs> so um, read it during the day, I guess. But uh, but yeah, that's that's my uh, my book and my podcast. So
1: MG, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I know it was an absolute mammoth effort on your side of the uh, of the world because. <laughs> Little peek behind the curtain. It was 3 a.m. when we started recording for you. So, uh, personally, thank you very much for making that much effort. I truly appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on. I really love your podcast and it's it's been an honor. And I can't believe a, a whole hour has gone by. It doesn't feel like it. But, um, but, yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Small details are big surfaces? Tight corners or odd shapes? Flat, rounded, textured or tall? Whatever your next project...